One thing this book is not is a manual of how to get rich quickly. It is a compendium of wisdom from the Bible and from practical experiences. It is intended as a learning tool where economic facts are presented. In addition, you will be able to compare and contrast two countries with the United States as each is faced with economic issues as they compete on a global basis. Please note that I am not making a contract with the readers of this book purporting that they will possess all of the tools that will lead to great riches in short order, but it will help. Our world abounds with a wide variety of processes that lay claim to an ability to provide one with can't-fail activities designed to bestow wealth with little effort and almost overnight. But these strategies are almost, if not always, designed to benefit the architect of the scheme rather than the individual or family that adopts the prescribed program. Practically, everybody is familiar with pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes, but it should be noted if you've not already done so, that only a few actually benefit from these types of activities. In most cases, these programs offered to enable quick riches are similar to or no better than these well-known scams and may even violate local, state, or federal law. If one does his or her research, it'll be learned that most of those, but not all, involving themselves in these schemes will result in the loss of significant amounts of money and the expenditure of a great deal of time, especially in those plans where direct sales are involved. The money one has, or the lack thereof, has been an issue ever since the dawn of civilization, and either condition may result in difficulties. As you will see in this book, the drive to obtain money is inherent in almost everyone. However, there are certain cultures who seem to lack a set of genes dictating an acquisitive nature to the extent we see in others. For instance, the American Indians. At least in most of the tribes, they had no concept of owning land. But they did pay obeisance for those that had items such as more horses, more buffalo hides, and better bows and arrows than other members of the tribe. And it was common for a brave to covet and sometimes steal the beautiful wife of another. So these tendencies are sometimes under the guise of Christians who have fleeced church members, and even entire churches who invest in questionable investments. Often those who are scammed by unscrupulous persons are already in desperate straits and do not need to be kicked while they're down. Instead, those of us who wish to be true servants of God should and are indeed commanded to love others and do what is right for them. This includes various forms of help in enabling them to rise above any misery that they may be experiencing. Therefore, a little background is in order to help us to understand or to refresh our minds as to the Christian foundations of our country, the United States. The United States was dominated by a Judeo-Christian view from its earliest beginnings, and at least the majority of those early settlers came in order to worship as they were led by their Creator. Most of the official documents and governmental proceedings were seasoned by references to God, the Almighty, our Creator, and various references to a higher power not named as God or His Son. This belief system also has greatly influenced other countries of the Western world, though some have become more secularized as the centuries pass. Other dimensions of cultures from areas of the world other than the Western Hemisphere have introduced other religions, some based on mysticism, animism, and deities other than our God. Although we must give respect to these other belief systems, an understanding of Western thought is an important element in the understanding of the history of the United States. 
and should be at least acknowledged by religious groups other than Christians who live here. An abbreviated outline of the economics related to the supply of money in the United States is provided to give the reader an understanding as to why only a limited amount of currency is placed into circulation. Few high schools teach economics to its students, and there is a woeful lack of understanding for most students regarding the creation of money and how it affects our everyday lives.